Hey everybody, welcome to Virtual Homegirl. This podcast was created for young people of color by young people of color. My name is Stasia. This, we work with WLP, who is a feminist mentoring, civic engagement, and service advocacy program. Follow all our social medias, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, womensleadershipla.org. Once again, my name is Deja, and I've worked with WLP for about eight to nine months now. And I love this group because there's just conversations that I can have with family or even friends sometimes that we could talk about. And it's personally a safe space for me as a young person of color talking about issues that's going on with people that look the same like me. And um, that's why I love the group so much. And I'm gonna pass it off to one of our other virtual homegirls starting with Zori. Thank you, Deja. Hi, everyone. My name is Zori. I've been a part of WLP since 2017. And one of my favorite things about the group is just we're always coming together and enjoying these nice talks that we have weekly and making real change in the community. So yeah, I'll pass it off to Array. Thanks for that, Zori. Hi, everyone. My name is Array. I've been a part of WLP since um, 2019. The thing I love about it is that it is a very great space space for um, young young women and women growing up. And um, next I'll pass it to um, Merla. Um, no, I'll pass it to Kimberly, I'm sorry. Hey everyone, my name is Kimberly Ortiz, but I prefer being called Kim. I've been working with WLP for about two years now, and I love being part of this group because everyone is very supportive of each other. Um, in every meeting that we've had, I always feel welcomed. I've learned a lot of things within WLP um, related to social injustices, and I've definitely grown as a person um, with this group. With my public speaking, I feel comfortable um, being able to talk to different people without getting nervous. Um, and I really just enjoy it because it makes me feel like um, I have more power um, within my working space um, because I work with such talented um, women of color um, and I'm able to rely on them for anything that I need help in. And yeah, I just, I love being part of this group and I'll pass it to Brianna. Yeah, my name is Brianna, you can call me Bri though. I've been a part of WLP since 2018. I joined in my um, junior year of high school. Um, I love WLP because I enjoy the mentorship. I appreciate the mentorship that Dr. H and Ms. Clay have given us. And um, I appreciate the, the leadership that I've learned in the program and I love meeting new people. So yes, I'll pass it on to Marilee. Hello everyone. My name is Marilee and I'm excited to be on this first episode of our podcast. And I started WLP in the summer of 2020 and I can let you all know that I love this group so much because we educate one another and we also support each other through everything that we go through and yeah. I'll pass it on to Ms. Clay. Great mention of that, uh, Morelli. This is our first, first podcast by young people of color, for young people of color. And my name is Clay. I'm the program coordinator for this organization. And I love this group because I feel like it has been a safe space for myself and other young women of color um, who experienced so many different things growing up and being in society and just basically having a safe space where we can kind of come together and um, share our opinions, our thoughts, our feelings, and to be heard, seen, and, um, you know, also being able to be mentored by women who, who, who look like us, who are us. Um, so it is a sisterhood. And that's why we created Virtual Homegirl. And I'm gonna pass this along to um, our boss lady and founder behind WLP, Ms. Hutchinson. Hey, so appreciate the opportunity and definitely am inspired by the leadership. And I think 
I wanted to give just a little snapshot overview of the impetus for WLP and WLP really started in 2002 with the Audubon Middle School and Clay Middle School cohorts in South LA. And those two campuses at that point in time were predominantly African-American, probably about 55, 45 African-American to Latinx. And the catalyst was not having this type of programming in LAUSD schools. So in my view, there were no anti-racist feminist programs that specifically looked at the lived experiences, the social capital and the cultural knowledge and histories of African-American girls in particular and girls of color in general, specifically as it related to all the turbulence that South LA communities were undergoing with the changes in demographics, with traditionally African-American communities becoming increasingly Latino and there not being um, a lot of reckoning with how girls of color were experiencing that, black and brown girls. So we started Audubon and Clay Middle Schools and the emphasis was on youth leadership development, college readiness, public speaking, sexual violence and sexual harassment prevention, reproductive justice, LGBTQI empowerment and peer education. So actually training youth to do curriculum uh, and instruction that focused on their lived experiences, that talked about the experiences of African-American girls and Latinx girls being victimized, being slut-shamed, being victim-blamed. And we know that Black girls in particular have disproportionate rates of sexual violence, sexual abuse, sexual trafficking, and intimate partner violence. So we want to lift up that dynamic and infuse it into a health literacy curriculum that was coming from the perspectives of girls of color authentically. And we did this in concert with women of color mentors from all disciplines, from the STEM disciplines, from the education sphere, from the art sphere, from the theater sphere, from the activist sphere here in South LA. We've done a number of conferences um, throughout the county, specifically the Future of Feminism Conference that was annual prior to the pandemic. And it was all fueled again by our youth of color presenters and colleagues and collaborators across South LA. So again, just very inspired, very fortunate to have had young leaders like yourselves to work with over the past um, decade plus and excited about this podcast. That's really dope hearing about um, the start of WLP because I would think that we're strong, we're going strong right now. So hearing how it started, how do you think we're doing right now? And um, how do you think we'll be doing like going forward? I think that the group has really ironically thrived during the pandemic, particularly given the challenges that girls of color have experienced under COVID vis-a-vis uh, -vis high rates of, again, intimate partner, sexual violence and domestic violence, predation and victimization. So we certainly addressed that quite a bit in terms of we developed a mental health and wellness initiative that was focused on providing free individual and group therapy for black girls and other girls of color across sexual orientation. We have spearheaded a Standing for Black Girls task force that is specifically looking at providing mental health and wellness resources and opening up facilities and providing more funding for African-American girls and girls of color in South LA and doing that in collaboration with women of color, policymakers, politicians, and activists. And we're also doing a lot of initiatives around LGBTQI empowerment. We have something coming up in May with Jody Patterson, who is a New York Times bestselling author of a trans, or a book rather, on her experiences with her trans son and trying to develop resources and access in African-American communities to target homophobia and transphobia and misogynoir, which is anti-Black misogyny. And that is um, something that we're doing 
as a follow-up actually to our LGBTQI Youth of Color Institute, which we just had in March, which was totally youth facilitated and youth initiated. So these are some of the things that we're putting into place. In addition, I have to add just to get another plug in for an innovative program, we are going to be partnering with Brave Trails Camp on a Black queer camp that's focused on not just Black queer campers, but Black queer counselors. So that's going to be um, a new yes. initiative launching in the fall. Yes, I love that. I really do. We work hard here. Like, <laughs> we really do. And I appreciate all your hard work for, for just coaching us and all this. I want to hear from Zori on how, on what she thinks um, or how she thinks WLP is going. Yeah, where did it start it versus where it's going? Ain't that like a me now? It's like a new challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Bri and Dr. H for everything you said. And like Brianna said, just hearing the start of WLP and looking at where it is now, it's so amazing because, you know, over the, the years we've done so much great work in the community and having different events like recently um, with the pandemic, we've been online for about a year now, well, actually a whole year now, and keeping up with weekly meetings, which is awesome, and planning different events for virtual events, obviously, and just connecting with new members of the group and old members and just talking about what we're going through has been a great stress reliever in a way, and just having that human interaction from home, but still connecting with people, you know. Um, and then Dr. H mentioned the Standing for Black Girls. We, we, we've been making a task force and talking to an assembly member about that. We even had an event back in um, October of 2020 in Lamert Park to support that. And um, yeah, that's one of the things we've been planning on Zoom. Another thing that we've done this year was we had a documentary come out about uh, young black girls and women who have gone through homelessness and some of that you directed and filmed correct this is the time to be yeah, yeah you up too you are a alumni of our our program and you're also an awesome photographer and you directed that film huh uh-huh. check her out yeah Thanks for the plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of that. It got into a few film festivals. Um, Dr. H produced that and it, it was just amazing getting to hear everyone's stories and what they went through and how they overcame certain obstacles in their lives. Um, but yeah, that's some of the stuff we've been working on. And like I said, just recently, we actually had an event called Black Women in Rock where we got to learn about the origins of true rock music you know and we had a few a few um guests on our panel one of them was melina moy who has broken down so many bar barriers in the music industry and it was so amazing getting to hear their perspective especially uh, as a young musician and because you don't really see black women women in rock so we really want to tell people that we exist in rock music you know so and making it possible for other girls of color to look up to people that are musicians. So I want to kick it off and pass it over to Brie and Clay. We're going to get into our next segment, which will be what's the world word WLP. So hey guys, again, Clay and Brie here, just kind of checking in with you guys and giving you a little bit of our WLP history. How y'all feeling today? How you feeling, Brie? This is like I'm our good. first podcast. Are you excited? Because I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's, it's been too long. <laughs> All this planning, <laughs> but it, it's good. I feel like um, we're, we're ready for this now. Yeah, I mean, also considering all the things that we're doing, we just, as Zoe mentioned, yes, had the women in rock event. That was awesome. Yes, we're filled. Our schedules are packed on WLP. We always have something to do. Always. I know too. So what's the word? What's never a, the word? <laughs> right, right. Especially like we recently <laughs> just had a W uh, LGBTQI conference where we had like some awesome poets and speakers. 
Um, I know that we're also working on our Standing for Black Girls task force. I'm sure we got to let the people know. You want to tell them, Brie, or should I tell them? You got to tell them. You got to tell them about Standing for Black Girls. What, what <laughs> is that initiative? Because it's so needed. We did it in Lamert Park, yeah. okay, in the hood, what's good. And we were able to really connect with people, weren't we? Like, what, what was we doing? Like, I feel like people, hopefully yeah. they heard about it, but if they we did yeah, so on October 17th, we, we took it to the streets, you know, to LaVert Park, and we were standing, hashtag standing for Black girls. Um, we had our shirts, you know, in rape culture and sexual violence. We had our supporters. We had, you know, the standard buyers. We had posters. We had t-shirts, we had merch. stories. <laughs> yeah, t-shirts, merch. We had other community orgs. Uh, shout out to a positive results center shout out to peace over violence shout out to uh all the Ooh, neighborhood all, all organics but they were there organics. neighborhood organics up. yes shout they out pulled to up with organics. the awesome <laughs> we'll definitely have to have yes. on the show too um yeah we had a yes. lot of opportunities with the community and i know that after that had happened we were actually able to start a a, a real task force where we were meeting with officials to discuss different things that we wanted to be implemented. I know before we shared about the mental health, we were able to kind of connect a couple of students to different access to programs within schools because we definitely want this initiative to help, you know, young women of color within their communities. And like that takes a whole village, right? Exactly. So WLP is like, we're doing the, the hard, dirty work, which is trying to get in contact with these um, assembly members in their offices and their busy schedules and talk to them and share our personal stories um, to, to get funding and access to these resources that we don't normally have, you know, right. we go through yeah. a lot as, as young women. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to like, as young women, we I just, remember we used, we, used, we used to talk about this all the time. Even I remember when I was in WOP, like back when I was in high school, the opportunity to even have access to different things within the schools that you know, in certain South LA communities, you may not have access to, but you go to like Palisades or a school in Venice Beach, like they may have access to those different things. So I know even for the group and and being a very much a, a advocate and a leader in trying to um, just get things that, you know, young women of color need, like just on a general basis, right? So access to, yeah. to services, access to being heard and seen, you know, the I know we talk about the mm -hmm. prison to, to school pipeline, like all of these things mm -hmm. tie together, don't they, Brie? Yep. Yes, the, the sexual abuse to prison pipeline, school to prison pipeline, all of those. Um, and, and it's sad, like you said, um, how we just don't have you know access. So, and you can do therapy, but like it's something as simple as having a therapist that looks like you, that's important that we don't have access to because Man. it's not normalized and you know so we have to, to do, actually do more work to to feel that and to, to yes. get that, uh, that actual like help hashtag like, where uh, and the then yeah then we have to right i know I have one. Where the black woman therapist black woman therapist but also yes. you know, let's take the time to shout her out because therapist i have COVID. an awesome therapist latina x therapist Susanna p um she is the Latina therapist, awesome, awesome. So I think as long as we have more people of color therapists that we can actually like right. identify with and relate to, like I feel like that'll be a good start for yes. Us. So yes, yes. therapists that come from your community, right, right. So I know that we've also like been doing all this busy work in our community, right, and now we've led up to this podcast, and our podcast is called virtual homegirl so I mean like who is she what is she why virtual homegirl like how did we even get to to get to this awesome thought and theory and I'd love to like tap in with my other homegirls you know what I mean and just kind of like get what what is your definition of a virtual homegirl just so that even if somebody didn't know what a virtual homegirl was like what would we tell them like your digital so friend. I would say <laughs> Yes. And you came up with that. You you should go first. You came up with the, you coined the phrase virtual homegirl. So when you said it, I'm sure you meant, you know, 
just someone you can chat with on the phone about, you know, some real stuff and, and get real advice and honesty. Mm. So virtual so. hugger, yeah. <laughs> honesty is a major part and realness and like experiences, right? Because I feel like a virtual hunger, like you want to know, I don't want to feel like my experiences are on my own and it makes me feel better when I can relate to somebody who's been through what I've been through. Or if you haven't been through what I've been through, like you can just get a better understanding because maybe we have similar experiences or your mother went through something, maybe your grandmother, your, your, your sister, you know, so a virtual homegirl has been through some things, but has also, you know, maybe wants to learn something, maybe is able to give something, maybe she has gifts. So I think a virtual homegirl can be whatever you need it to be. But in my mind, a, a virtual homegirl will keep it real with me. So I would hope that, and I'm not going to give anything that I don't want to receive. So I would hope that on this podcast, you know, we're even giving off real gems and real items for people to just know that, you know, they're not alone out there when they, you know, think in certain things or feel in certain ways. But what y'all think? Exactly. People's perspectives matters. That's all I'm saying. So with that being said, what are our virtual homegirls' definition of a virtual homegirl? I think a virtual homegirl is, um, you know, somebody that you could talk about the uncomfortable stuff about. I mean, we all go through things in life, but the uncomfortable stuff that's, you know, around the news and that, you know, people want to push aside, but no, we need to talk about them. Oh, let's discuss, let's go deeper. Why is this happening? And let's talk, like, let's go deep. And so I feel like it's talking about all the uncomfortable stuff, but getting it out, like, let's, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, just somebody you could talk about the real stuff, no sugarcoat, no sugarcoat anything, just talk, be real, like Clay said. I think a virtual homegirl is what, like, all your guys is very great, like, that's the same idea, and um, it's like a, a deep friend you can't trust, and that they won't go tell another friend, like, they'll stay by you and help you fix it, not just go, hey, she feeling this way, she feeling this kind of way, so, like, that's why I think a virtual homegirl is, she's not gonna go tell somebody else, she gonna actually stay by my side, She's not a gossiper. She ain't messy. Virtual homegirls are not messy. Period. Yeah, they don't stay by your side. That's how I feel. I definitely gotcha. agree with everyone's um, definition of virtual homegirl. Um, for me, virtual homegirl, um, like they just said, basically represents a safe space for anyone to have when they join our meetings virtually or just in general discussing with us any topic in person if we were to um not have the pandemic um i feel like we always provide comfort into people's opinions um whenever we've had events and there's no wrong answer ever just like when you talk to a friend about personal things your your homegirl or homeboy isn't gonna judge you um regardless of any situation they're gonna be there to support you um and WP is a homegirl to a lot of people, including myself. I feel like I trust everyone in WP um, because, like I've mentioned before, I've always felt comfortable in giving my insight on things um, during my meetings, and I've never been judged by any of the girls here. So I consider everyone here my friend. Love you, Cam. You're my friend too. Y'all homegirls. Okay. <laughs> Oh, can we love you? I think Kim said it perfectly, you know, just being able to trust someone and have that friendship and that connection and being there for someone. Um, yeah, Kim said it perfectly. And I love you too. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I even like to think like, what do you guys feel like you know, because I know virtual homegirl, even though, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that it was partially my idea, but even the idea that we are really kind of, we've gotten to the way of being virtual homegirls, you know, having to be on Zoom all the time, but just so the people even know, like, what are, what do you guys think are some of our values, like, as a group, like, we meet every single week, we're able to have the same space to kind of discuss you know, current events and topics in our communities, like, 
what would what would if if somebody didn't know our group like what would you guys say are some of our core values and like being a homegirl like what's important to us may i tap in with this first please do okay so i wanted to say one just one thing one key element r-e-s-p-e-c-t and not just because it was on the flyer for the girls of rock round table but just because respect is is a big deal because we wouldn't be able to do the work that we do and collaborate as much as we do and and be honest with each other and open if there was no respect there so um, I think that's a strong core foundation because we're all different ages but yet we still like we all see we all see eye to eye so we all have different lifestyles but we all see eye to eye why because there is a mutual respect that we have with each other so that to me is the key foundation that I've taken me to other places and, and other groups of and other relationships is this respect when it where it's given at least and here is definitely like reciprocated you said the important part where it's given right because we always assume respect should be given regardless and I'm not about to respect you you don't respect me I'm sorry I'm not like that that's not my that's not my forte so I do think it's so important to know like we we as even young women can respect each other regardless of age background sexual identity you know if you like black and i like pink and fuzziness like we can still find common ground and still enjoy and respect each other and i think that's the important thing about this group too like everyone is so different um but still so accepting and understanding which is cool i completely agree with both of you respect is something that you 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 earn it with um how you treat other people and how you act um um in general and i think another core value that wlp has is definitely commitment um like probably a lot of other organizations um commitment is something that everybody has to have but i feel like wlp makes everyone feel comfortable um so that nobody feels like it's a job to have to come to the meetings like oh I have to I have to get on this meeting at this time like I don't even want to be there um but WP doesn't make you feel like that and I I always feel like I always look forward to coming to our meetings because when we check in um at the beginning of the meetings everyone chimes in with their personal stories and it's always like a positive workspace um and everybody's respectful. And I think that when everyone's committed, a lot of the things um, that we have planned become successful. And um, yeah, also Dr. H is really sweet and she treats us when we do well. And it's nice to know that the work that we do is acknowledged and appreciated and just feeling like you belong and it like makes you want to work even more. And that's why I think commitment and basically support are um, also part of the core values of WLP um, that encourages us, us to push ourselves um, to get where we want. Come on, Kim, with the gems, okay? Kim been dropping gems, y'all. Let's, let's give it up for, for, for Kim She's dropping so well gems spoken. on the podcast, okay? <laughs> nah, but no, nah, nah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that when you are really allowing somebody to like be cool and show their coolness by like acceptance and like understanding and you know learning when to step up step back like I feel like people will get more along so I like to even think that a virtual homegirl is someone who respects your space when you need space they're they're not on you to they're not trying to judge you they're not trying to drill things into you that may not you know be 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 true for you you know there it's it's like you know when you need space and when you need a minute or when you're ready to kind of be involved in everything so um i appreciate all of that any other thoughts about virtual homegirls before we move on to our next segment i'm sure you guys the audience has a better understanding of virtual homegirl but are there any last things that you know or wlp's core values that we have um, one quick thing, I would say that WLP values that we have 
is trust because since this is a safe space you know obviously some of us do share personal stories personal stuff that goes on in our life and since it is a safe space we have the trust to know that nobody's going to bring up our situations outside of this safe space and so that's how I feel I guess moving on to our next section speaking of safe spaces we are going to go into self-care and um, so I found an article, um, uh, LGBTQ plus women talking about their self-care tips and what they do. And a few of them, few of the tips were, you know, listen to music, um, meditating, basic stuff, you know, that, uh, that we all do in life. And that some of you guys don't even know that is self-care. And, you know, and look, listening to Black artists, doing Black art, Black poetry, everything. So you know, really going deep within themselves. I even saw something in the article talking about, you know, looking deep within their ancestry and doing that. So anything could be really considered self-care, especially for young um, people of color. And so I'm gonna pass it off to Ray, who also did a self-care article too. Okay, I did a self-care article, but then I was like, I don't wanna keep looking up self-care. So I'd rather come and tell you guys my self-care so self-care like you can do watching netflix reading a book going outside going, doing a, taking a run playing with your brother or sister or even just sitting down just thinking or writing in your journal or like giving your mom a hug and just you know maybe drawing or um sleeping taking taking a five minute nap or taking a nice warm shower and get out watch listen put your headphones on listen to some music yeah, like just maybe that's self care. Those are some of the minds, you know. Any guys? Any anybody else has any self care? Yes, Brianna here. Listen, self care, sis. Self care is important, sis. You got heavy, right? And I have this board of just, you know, self-care tips um, that I have. So one, uh, and you mentioned uh, our host, lovely host, Deja, you, you mentioned that this is just um, LGBTQI, um, women of color tips. So I am, I am that. <laughs> so these are the things that I do for self-care. So yeah, like you said already, journal your thoughts, you know, move your body, be outside in nature. Um, talk to yourself kindly and do something creative so yeah and breathe breathing is really important because a lot of us suffer from anxiety of just whatever and life gets chaotic sometimes seeing that inspires you is really amazing and uh, you are what you eat as well so eating something that's going to give you energy and not make you feel um, sluggish is nice I would even like to say too, like self-care doesn't have to be sometimes doing anything. Sometimes self-care could literally be, you know, resting or, you know, meditating, um, you know, praying if that's what you believe in, you know, um, being able to go out into nature and just like have, being one with nature, picking a flower. Like I think self-care it really speaks to the idea that if you do not take care of yourself, who's gonna take care of you? And if you don't take care of yourself, how are you gonna take care of anybody else? Or how are you gonna even love other people if you're not at your full capacity or you are not completely filled with love? So I like to think that, like even through my own self-love journey, that like loving yourself can be harder than you think because some people truly don't, show themselves love or gratitude like you know like how do you sometimes really just sit with yourself and you know tell yourself like you know I'm worthy I'm great like regardless of what's going on in my life like I'm still you know excuse my French but I'm still that bitch you know even on a bad day like what do you do to empower yourself in that so um I wanted to add that you know, it is okay to cry as a self-care me um, method to let everything out because I know as 
you know, some Black women, Black people in general, but Black women, you know, really, really have to hold on this strong armor, like, oh, we're so strong, we could, you know, and social media even makes that to be that we're strong, and we could take anything, but really, it's okay to cry, it's okay to be emotional, because we are human beings at the end of the day, we go through stuff, um, some of us even face trauma, like, it's okay to let all of that out, and I just wanted to make it aware that, you know, we are not, like, the super superhero, whatever, like, we like, are strong Black woman is not something that people have to identify with like like being strong doesn't mean to not be soft or or I'm being strong because I have to be or because that's what my ancestors did they were strong but how I'm going to determine what my strength is is how I want to determine not what anybody says it is okay can I ask something um yeah I agree with that one crying but then like when you cry but then people also ask you like, why are you crying? You're a black girl. So like, you should be strong and stuff. But then it's like, they don't know why you're crying. Cause I, I go through that. I cry sometimes cause I can't sit and talk about it. So I cry, but then people are like, oh my God, why are you crying? Like, why are you crying? You're a black girl. So why are you crying? I'm like, don't even get me started on this one. It's like, you don't know what's going on. You can't keep thinking I'm black that I'm not going to have feelings at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a stereotype. That's a negative stereotype. And um, what Daisy just said, like, completely debunk that. Like, crying is okay. That person is trying to dehumanize you. <laughs> Don't let them do that because, you know, you have every right to feel your emotions. And, like, how, however you deal with them, you're, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> so that person is really not your go-to person for, for that stuff. Yeah, I, I want to jump in real quick. Um, yeah, crying is definitely a self-care it because you don't want to let all those emotions bottle up and eventually explode you know because that could be detrimental to your mental health but um I guess one of my self-care tips would just be kind of like what Clay mentioned earlier it's just relaxing because you could just lay there and listen to a good song or a good album and just relax and think about stuff and just take that time to yourself or watch a good movie or binge watch a TV show because that's the time you're spending with yourself and enjoying something, you know? So that's one thing I personally personally like to do for self-care. Um, when I think also about self-care, like I love to take bubble baths. I do like little spiritual baths. I'll go get me some good little Epsom salt, some rose petals, you know, maybe some little bath bomb and like mix it up, say a couple little, you know, good intentions, maybe say a little mantra and then just soak myself like, you know, so that is always good. I love baths. Baths are pretty awesome, pretty lit. What other... If, if we couldn't think of any other self-care tips, what are some for sure things that you guys think young women should be doing? Um, um, yeah. Maybe, not, this is not self-care, but maybe telling yourself that you are beautiful and that you are great and telling, telling yourself how worthy you are, maybe. That's mm -hmm. Ain't no maybe. Oh yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like if you're not gonna hear from somebody else, maybe you can tell yourself it. Like that's what I I tried to do. I tried to do it, but didn't tell. But you know, telling yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Oh, I am worthy today. Oh, I'm gonna do this today. Or oh, I'm great today. Like I am beautiful. Like you know." Hey, and let me tell you something. If you're not feeling it, put some lipstick on. Throw something on that you feel good in. Throw on your favorite t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like polish your nails if that's your thing. Like do, sometimes it's doing things that make you feel like that. I'm not going to say, it, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's doing the things that make you feel empowered. Not because like, I feel like when I'm sad, right? And I go listen to sad music. What's that making me more sad? It's not making me no happier. It's not making me feel better. It's not making me like any closer to feeling empowered or nothing. It's making me more sad. So instead of feeling worse about myself, sometimes like literally I will get 
dressed up. My friends know too. I will get dressed up and don't be going nowhere because getting dressed makes me feel good. Doing sometimes my makeup or doing a, a fun like uh, a, a, a fun like facial routine just so I can get like my skin in order. That type of stuff makes me feel good. So I think too self-care includes doing things for you, not what people say you should do because maybe bubble baths aren't your thing. Maybe long walks aren't your thing, but doing things that you know make you feel good, not nobody else. Any Snaps, I agree. Snaps, that. But, <laughs> oh, wait, um, I, I have one more. Have everybody's perspective on self-care. Oh, Deja has something else too. Go ahead, Deja. Oh one more thing i know it's like i know people might think it's odd but doing makeup personally for me i love doing makeup practicing and stuff so you know that's a form of self-care because like doing it listening to music vibing out doing my makeup it's like it's like really it, it it relaxes me a lot i know some people you know might not think about it like that but you know if you think of makeup as art and it's calm then yeah i think of it that's why I'm with you, Deja. I'm I'm painting my face as we speak right now, because I was still a little funky earlier. I was like, you know what? Let me put a little brow on. Let me throw a little glow on my nose. You know what I'm saying? Because then maybe I feel a little bit better. And sometimes it works, or sometimes even you know, putting yourself in a better space. You know, putting on that empowering album. Like, are y'all listening to any empowering music right now? Because I know, like, sometimes music can get us in the mood too the empowering stuff i don't it might seem i don't know this might seem empowering to some people but right now because my music changes like every week or every day depending on who i listen to um right now um i'm listening to rico nasty and so that is helping me through I know it seems like bizarre not bizarre because people Sorry. listen to her i don't understand i love her so you know and so I've kind of been sleeping on her, but uh, I'm awake now, so I like listening to her. I like how you said I'm awake now. Like, yeah, we just woke up. Rico Nasty gonna wake you up real quick too, huh? <laughs> but um, I'm listening to an artist called Cleo Soul. Um, I think her album came out last year. She is like super dope. I've been listening to her stuff every day. It's like motivational. It's just, it's real groovy. So that's what I'm on lately. I've been between that and like Sada Baby, but we're not going to get into that right now. So anybody else with the good music that they're listening to currently that's uplifting and awesome? Um. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you can go. Oh. Uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of her, you know, and learning some of that on guitar. Um, Victoria Justice also has a song called Treat Myself, which is kind of what we were talking about with like self-love and um, it's a really good song. So that, um, a lot of R&B stuff lately, even some classic rock, if I want to like feel energized or something you know um it's it's funny but yeah I'll throw that on sometimes but um yeah I've been listening to a lot of her music yeah um like the song with Jasmine Sullivan Girl Like Me that song is it's been on repeat for so long <laughs> um but yeah that bring, whole album is a bop Zori the whole album bring, the whole album <laughs> bomb hotels yes that's a banger i think i would say that's women empowerment too like she's yes i mean you know i think it's just talk about it talk about it i love that ep oh my god don't even get me started don't get me started yo no i'm kidding but no it's a bomb album i think you can play it from beginning to end too um can i jump in real quick (laughs) please all right, so for all my girls out there who know um, the kind of music that I listen to to get myself like really upbeat and like with full of energy will be reggaeton all the way. You know, listen to Daddy Yankee or Paloma Mami, Maluma, all those all those Latin, uh, Latinx Hispanic uh, artists are so amazing. So yeah, I recommend those too. Maluma, baby, <laughs> I love him. 
Yes. Um, Bad Bunny. I've been listening to him recently. Um, his music is pretty good, but um, I I also like my music taste is very diverse, so I don't really stick to one music genre ever. It's like I have one mood for one week or a few days, and then I switch to something else. But, Me too. Um, I've well today I've been listening to a lot of like alternative indie kind of music from this musical group um called Fang Suave. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but um um it's really good. Like the music is calming. I I really like their songs. Um, can I jump in? Please do. I've been listening to um, Queen Nigel, her misunderstood album. I love that album. Oh my God, it's so good. All good. <laughs> and as you said, Marla, I've been listening to, I didn't listen to Bad Bunny, his album, and then I listened to Austona. I'm upset about Austona. Hey, but that Queen Naja album, what is that? Uh, that Say What You Mean? That's my jam right there. That's a good song right there. Black Light. Lotto. And, oh, and Zori, I did listen to um, Melina's album, her 2018 one. It's- yes. Um. I love you guys' music taste. You guys have some really good music taste. I have to make a WLP virtual homegirl playlist. Yeah. And put it on Spotify or something. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, let's just add all of our stuff in there. So, Apple Music too. I'll be in charge of Apple Music because I honestly don't have Spotify. I know I'm asleep, but definitely look out for our virtual homegirls playlist while we're listening to. But I'm listening to a lot of different stuff. Um, like, Pharrell has this one song called You Can Do It Too. Um, I love that song. It just empowers me. The instrumental itself is just really good and like calming. It's like some jazz stuff. And then um, there's this artist from the UK named Zylo. I really love her. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, her music is just really relatable to me in my life. She's also um, queer, so it's just dope. She has a mood for all of my moods. Oh, she has a song for yes. She has. A, she's a moody, so I'm moody too. We just we we're both Taurus. Well, she's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus moon, but still Taurus. So yeah, I love her. <laughs> super dope. Super dope. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to Charlotte Wilson. I love her too. She's UK artist. Okay, everybody's um, dead on. Her. You said Charlie Wilson. <laughs> no, Char- is it Charlotte. Charlotte Wilson. Let me see. She's. I think she's white. Hold on. I thought you said Charlie Wilson. Char- <laughs> Charlotte. Say, Day yeah, he's actually Wilson. good. Charlotte Day Wilson. She has a song with Sid. She makes like really so full. Uh, uh, good music, and she's white. I let think me. She's white. Let me. Really quick. Charlotte Wilson. She has a song right now. It's called Mountains, but then she has a song with Sid called I'll Take Care of You. I love that song. And then I like, I'm sorry, I'm just like jumping in because I love music. We could definitely make a playlist. Um, what is it? Uh, Free Nationals. I love like they have a whole mixtape with like uh, Daniel Caesar and like yes. all kinds of people. I love their music too. So yeah, I love, we could talk music all day. Free Nationals, but. that's pretty much and this impacts band, right? Yeah, they, they got some groovy stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even too, thinking, what, what did we talk about today? I don't, we talk about so much, we talk about great music. Like, can we recap for the folks just so they know what, 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 what to, what's today's episode about, ladies? Virtual homegirls? Today's? discussion was about how we started the podcast in the first place what we do outside what we did outside of the podcast and currently what's going on with us where we're what wlp is about and what we're trying to do in the future okay okay real good some definition yeah what else and you also wait wait you also got to meet the wlp members in the podcast team and our awesome founder and our awesome mentor with clay you got to just see a little inside scoop of what we are and what we'll be bringing to our podcast. Yeah. Um, and then what do the people got? What's popping for next week? Like what, what kind of topics are we 
hoping to look into next week because I know we're we're still kind of mixing it up and masterminding it. But what what do we hope to get, or what are what are we hoping to get into in future podcast episodes? Like, what do the people have to look forward to? Maybe connecting more, like on WLP, or more about you know how we feel since like going into 2021 maybe okay so we'll probably share with the people how we're feeling how we're doing i think also we can count on some wellness some mental health tips um also talk about things within our community anything else ladies like I think we should, you know, touch on more about, you know, problems that goes on in the world that reflects on us or that has to do with us as young people of color, how we deal with it, um, how we want to deal with it, and how we want to solve the problems, too, that goes on. And also the fun stuff, too, of course, but, you know, we want to get in deep. I feel that. I feel that all the way, Deja. Anybody else, any other thoughts that we want to leave the people with, our audience that we hope will be here next week when we chime in with a new episode of Virtual Homegirl? Any departing words? Just thank you for sticking with us to the end of the podcast and hopefully you'll ride out the ride with us on this podcast journey and Women's Leadership Project adventures in the future. Um, yeah, that's my ending statement. <laughs> um, I would say keep up with the podcast, um, keep up with WLP on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website, womensleadershipla.org, and also, and also support Black business. That's all I was going to say. Um, that's <laughs> support Black businesses. <laughs> all the way and that's all I have to say yep buy black if you can I just bought a Telfar bag and a Brandon Blackwell bag black buy black eat black do black support black and support Latinx support Latin creatives support anybody of color how about that like let's just umbrella support people of color period 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 Period, period. Awesome podcast, you guys. I actually, um, I love all of you guys. So, <laughs> you guys are amazing. And I think we out now. Catch us here next week. Yes, yeah, next week. Follow us on social media. <laughs>